Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. Everybody and welcome to the Kachat. It's the only podcast brave enough to ask the question, "Hey, what's up with cars?" I'm Lucas Southworth, and I'm a bit bitter. <laughs> it's true. I wouldn't let him uh, intro the episode this week, and I edited out when he tried to. Uh, so he's John Bishop, and this is That's the only podcast brave enough to ask the question, "Hey, what's up with cars?" Three specifically this week. That is what we're doing. Sometimes we do it in other episodes. Just, you Mm -hmm. know, bits and pieces. But we're doing a deep dive into Cars 3 because we did watch it again. Mm -hmm. And did we do what good old Travis McElroy did, which is watch Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 and then realize that he wasn't going to be recording that episode for a week and then watch it immediately before again? No, I watched it a week ago and then didn't watch it again. (laughs) And I did the same. Also, we watched Cars 3, not Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. At least I. Oh did. no! Oh jeez! Oh no! Guess we could talk about the Segway. Um, <laughs> what about the banana? You know, I've actually seen Paul Blart Mall Cop two in theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because two of my friends from college thought it would be funny to go see Paul Blart Mall Cop two in theaters, and it was hilarious. It it, it was funny that we did it to us. It was not mm-hmm. a funny movie. And looking back on it, it's not a funny story. So let's talk about Cars 3 instead. John's right. It has been a week since we watched this one because we were going to do this episode last week, but then decided we weren't going to do that because we wanted a week off. And also we couldn't get together in time. And also Thanksgiving and also just everything was happening. Everything was happening. It's Mm -hmm. important to know that everything was happening. So I'm interested in our energy this week. Because I've already looked at my notes I took last week, and there are a few I don't know what they're talking about. But hopefully we can figure it out together, John. And I was hopeful that we would record the episode sooner, so I didn't write notes down. Ooh, cool. (laughs) Yeah. Well, folks, it has been 101 episodes since our last rewatch, so I think it's important that we do this every once in a while. Do you agree, John, to Mm -hmm. go back and watch the movies? Uh, it's definitely not the worst of I- idea of all time. Yeah, that's that's very true. There are definitely shows that watch the movie a lot more that they talk about a lot more than we do. And like, if I were to do it every episode, I would say that was like too many times. Like, I that'd be Cars too many times. I do miss Cars too many times. If you if you're out there and you're listening, I did listen to all your episodes and they're very good, and I would love to hear more of them. But that's all we're talking about. We're talking about Cars 3. And we should start doing that. I don't know why we keep preambling about it. So, my first note is, how'd his tires do that? And this is one that perplexed me at first. Great question. It happened multiple times. What on earth is happening? Because here's the thing. You inflate your tires too much. What happens? Do they become big old fun balloons or do they just explode? The answer is they they explode. Sometimes if you're lucky, instead of exploding, a ballooning will happen in a very specific area and it looks very strange, but it definitely does not look like that. We are referring, of course, to a prank that was played on two cars throughout this movie in which they overinflated their tires and instead of, as John said, they exploded they just got weird and big and looked like the stay puffed marshmallow man Mm -hmm. i just want to know uh, how the tires do that (laughs) see even what you said seems inaccurate do they over inflate the tires 
Because like, who would have done it? Because there there wasn't something attached to them, and it all happened at the same time. If I remember right, Guido was the one who did it to the car in the beginning. But I don't. It's not there. I don't remember it. The car was Lightning McQueen. I don't know, man. And I think the crew was like, it was. Uh, shoot, I can't remember his name, but Blue Friend. I think Blue Friend <laughs> was leaving, and it was oh ha ha. Me and my crew are leaving now after we've inflated your tires all at the same time without you noticing and also without attaching anything to you. (laughs) So that to me, the fact that specifically they all inflate at the same time would imply to me that they're somehow attached in a way to the cars that they're not in our world, you know? But if that were true... Why would they have to change tires individually? No, yeah. Not that's even a- have to. Why would they be able to? Yeah, that's that's the issue, is that in all other circumstances, it certainly see- seems like tires are just tires. Mm-hmm. Even when they're doing the whole, each of your tires, name them. You must become one with your tires. They are a part of you. You are a part of them. Without you, your tires are useless. Without your tires, you are useless. Like, that whole uh, meditative state she just takes those tires right off of him yeah she sure do i don't know that we're gonna come up with anything for this one i think it was a cartoonish effect that they used in a cartoon i mean sure but our job is to figure out what that is maybe okay maybe what happened is they didn't just over inflate their real tires maybe after the race is over they get uh one final pit stop to change them back into like their everyday tires. And Mm. someone paid off whoever changed the tires to change them into weird balloons. And he hadn't moved (laughs) since this happened. Otherwise it would be devastating. (laughs) Okay. Maybe, maybe it's something like that, but maybe it's, there's a chemical that someone poured into these tires before they were put back on a Lightning McQueen, and as soon as Lightning puts them on and starts moving, it starts mixing the, the compound and causes the reaction, and it's a it's a time-release thing where it's like, okay, once it mixes, you have about two minutes before all of a sudden everything's going to react, and what it does is it uh, makes the rubber thinner or more pliable, and it also causes like a rapid expansion in heat, and that's just what happened. It's just, oh, I played a fun prank on you where I made a volcano reaction, but in your shoes. That doesn't seem like it would be very fun to me. I mean, whoopee cushion under a seat. Chemical reaction. <laughs> I think I think that's more of a physical reaction, isn't it? Just <laughs> It is. Okay. Uh, Someone puts a Mentos and Coke bottle set up in your toilet, so when you sit down, it drops the Mentos. Big ol' mess. Now that, I, yeah, I would be very mad about that. <laughs> Especially if, for some reason, it, you're on the toilet during an interview. Yes, there we go. John, I think when we did our Cars 2 rewatched, we started with like basic thoughts about the movie and rewatching it. Do you want to do mm-hmm. that or save that till the end? Sure. Uh, like further the Tell Death to Us Blart uh, comparison of every time we're going to do a rewatch, we're going to reassess our feelings and say how this watch affected us emotionally. And this time is all right. It was nice because of the situation I put myself in while watching it. And that is, of course, I have my new kitten and I have my child. And it was the first time they both watched Cars 3. Oh, that's a that's a huge milestone. <laughs> and if you're wondering, what do you mean watched Cars 3? Like, did he watch it the whole way? No, neither of them. Uh, they, the kitty was mostly asleep and the boy uh, got fussy pretty early on and did not watch a lot of it. Well, you know, you're going to put that. Uh, right in the scrapbook, along with first steps, first words, first solid food. First watch of Cars 3 is big, man. I'm very happy mm-hmm. for you. And if you're wondering, no, he has not seen Cars 1 or 2. Yeah, that's not that's nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. who, who cares? First watch of Cars or Cars 2. But Cars 3? 
you're going to be yeah. telling that story for years. Especially since like I'm showing my baby this, uh, this scathing criticism of how society reacts to aging. Yeah, that is one way to look at Cars 3. <laughs> I'm going to look at my boy and I'm going to be like, hey, you're going to replace me one of these days. And that's okay. <laughs> you are the uh, manufactured superior being. <laughs> yeah, I'll say similar to John. It's fine. It's better than Cars 2. Similar to Cars original cars i go back and forth whether i think cars or cars 3 is better this round of rewatches i would say i think cars is a little better Hmm. Uh, i think i noticed a few things like i think more of my notes than usual are just like plot and writing (laughs) uh notes which it isn't a ton but like a few of them are (laughs) and like Ah. usually i'm so caught up in the nonsense that i don't have time for that but there were just a few things that I was like, I don't think this this little plot line really works very well. Yeah, but, I wouldn't describe Cars 3 as a no-nonsense film, but when you compare it to Cars 2, it absolutely is. Oh, yeah. Like, th- this <laughs> this movie uh, is like Citizen Kane compared to <laughs> Cars <laughs> 2. Oh, boy. Okay, so you got your first note is what's up with the Cars um, I think my note is my, my first note is why why are they so mean to the to the new Dinoco spokesman? Yes, uh, not Strip Weathers, Cal Weathers, uh, Cal Weathers. Yeah, yes. why are they such a jerk to him? I don't know. It didn't. Hey, Lightning, you you want anything and everything? I will fire Cal in a heartbeat, even if you ask me for a cup of coffee. I will fire Cal just because, I don't know, will that please you? I mean, I guess it was to show how much Tex wants lightning on as on Dynaco. Mm-hmm. Like, still does from the events of Cars 1. But, like, yeah, they were overly mean to Cal, who won some races in that opening sequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know. He's he's the king's nephew, I think they said, because uh, he references his uncle a couple of times. So I don't know when you're compared to someone that's literally referred to as the king, mm-hmm. you're, you're you're not in a good position to start with. And let's also talk about the fact that he's not too old. Like you you're talking about Lightning McQueen, who was a rookie and like started off when uh, King was just about to retire and that means that the next season or two might have been when cal shows up but also they don't depict it as that it seems like cal showed up somewhere in between probably cars two and cars three so it had been several more years even so he's probably halfway through his career and then he's all like yeah the kids will tell you what do you mean the kids will tell you you just stopped being a kid well, I guess the kids told him that. Okay, okay. Poor guy. I don't know. This is always both of our critique of this movie, right? Is it's treated like such a bad thing. Progress in general is treated like a bad thing, except for Cruz Ramirez at the very end. It's treated like uh, progress has to be cruel. Yeah, It has to be at the expense of someone else when that is the case in some ways, but like those ways are like government. If we want progress, we need to get rid of people who will not be affected by the things they enact. Yeah. Like the, the line read of how will you know when it's time to retire? The kids will tell you didn't have to be a sad line. Like there is a version of that line that is read like with, hope for the future you know like it is a good thing that the kids are there to take your place when you're done and also from what i understand retirement is nice yeah you don't have to work anymore and like these are people who are deeply passionate about what they do sure why not so they would be a little sad that they're being replaced and that they're being aged out but also if i'm cal no, 
this business is treating me poorly and I don't like it. I'm trying to live up to my uncle's uh, reputation and I'm constantly reminded that I'll be fired at the drop of a hat if Lightning McQueen just gets the itch that he wants to change companies. I'm probably going to be happy to be leaving this industry. And also, if I'm like one of the top three when I stop, I mean, going out relatively on top, I'm going to be retiring happy. I'm going to be retiring satisfied and I'm going to be pretty happy with just Oh, well, now I'm a wealthy man who's retired fairly young. Yeah, like, I don't know. We talk about this every time we get upset with Cars 3. (laughs) It just is so tonally inconsistent. And Mm -hmm. I, it's okay for these people to be sad that they're leaving the sport, sure. Mm -hmm. But for everyone to be treating it as like, oh, these kids coming in to replace you is disrespectful and cruel and everyone should be deeply sad about it and it's a a front to god that they're using science and numbers to become better to push the sport further like i don't know that just irks me every single time and it irks bella too Mm -hmm. she is just pissed oh boy okay so one thing i noticed during this watch is that i mean It's something I almost respect, but they really didn't want there to be a bad guy in this movie, but they wanted there to be antagonists. Mm -hmm. So, like, Jackson Storm, he's just a dick. Like, until the assault near the end, he's just a dick. And then Sterling, also just a dick. Like, they're not actually bad guys. One of them is a wealthy guy who purchases the rights to someone's image and then tries to preserve the value of that purchase. And he's portrayed as if he's this terrible guy because he wants the person to not tarnish their reputation after poor performance after poor performance. Yeah, he's just trying to preserve his investment. And I get that you can't treat people as investments in that form or fashion, but that's also a part of the industry. Like, as unfortunate as it may be, that man wasn't making bad choices. Maybe immoral ones, but not bad ones. Yeah, like, both Jackson and Sterling are bad people. Like, especially when we see how Sterling treats... Uh, cruise towards the end Mm -hmm. but like they're not your typical like there's no mustache twirling in this movie you know Mm -hmm. like and there was a lot of that in the first and second but the mustache was a lot more literal in the first one (laughs) that's true jackson storm is no chick hicks until he very much is when he rams a person into a wall uh (laughs) yeah and the weird thing about that is jackson storm he only rams the person into the wall because he's like having to reassess his entire value system in a weird way. And they made him a complex character just before doing that. It was, Oh, he's afraid of not understanding the world he's in because his values are being shaken because an older car is starting to be able to beat him. And also this tiny car, which Like, if we're talking numbers, has a smaller engine in a way that would affect it from being as capable. Like, scientifically, this doesn't make sense because they're cars. Yeah. So, like, in the context of cars, yeah, he he would be freaking out. So it makes sense for him to freak out. It's not okay for him to act in the way he does as he's freaking out, but it, like, you can understand why he's freaking out. And... It does help to know, if we go to another note here on here, that you gotta remember Jackson Storm is a gamer. Mm -hmm. A gamer who is doing this because he has to. Yes, I think at this point he had broken free from his horrible sponsor and was now doing it uh, of his own volition. But yeah, just at several points in this movie, Jackson would come on screen and I I would... physically say out loud he is a gamer uh Mm -hmm. just to make sure i remembered from that one piece of 
just absolutely incredible news we got from the autobiography we did on Evan Sterling. Mm-hmm. And it really drives home that he's a gamer and that being a gamer is why he's acting the way he is. Uh, when you know he's a gamer and then you show up in this movie and then all of a sudden, oh, he's being a, a dick. And then he immediately gets into his car to listen to music that's far too loud. And he's really into like glowing lights and neon. And yes. <laughs> boy, howdy, his entire aesthetic is gamer. Okay. Yeah. He's well, just really uncomfortable around people and he doesn't know how to behave. And he's socially awkward, doesn't know how to, uh, you know, express himself in the right ways. And he likes his music and his general setting to be saturated in color and light since we're jumping around a little bit i want to go ahead and do another one of my little plot notes i had was that i think jackson's like general way he treats lightning is pretty well established of like hey he's doing this because he's a dick and condescending to this man etc etc but i felt like jackson and Cruz needed a bit more background to their relationship. Oh, yeah. Him treating her that poorly would make a lot more sense if you saw any of them interacting with him being trained by her and like not yes. liking it. But yes. no, they don't get that. They don't get the establishment that would be necessary for him to be upset by this situation. Yeah. It's just he's, he's upset that she's a smaller car and that an older car was just doing really well, too oh i don't understand what's going on here but why is he so like why has he got so much animosity specifically towards her yeah that was going to be my exact suggestion it's so easy to have early in the movie cruz just mention being jackson's former trainer and like look off sort of like in a way that implies something like a rocky relationship with him and have that pay off somewhere a little bit later in the movie with another line between them and that be what's fueling them hating each other, you know, Mm -hmm. but I will say him being a gamer does make it make more sense uh, because maybe he just hates that she's a woman. Yeah. So what if it was, they had a relationship in the past and she wanted to race and he just thought that was a ridiculous notion. And then like, there was a situation and it's a, a she's all that situation where they race and she wins and he's mad about it and he doesn't want any of his friends to tease him about it. So he says, oh, yeah, of course, I let her win. And mm. then that's where this uh, I can't let this woman beat me on front of live television. Like maybe that's where it's coming from. I like that, too. I think either of those work. I just think like because they had established Jackson as like not that mustache truly just sort of a dick of a guy Mm -hmm. the switch to him physically attacking Cruz needed a bit more to make it work in the movie and I think this is just a situation where you and I consider assault to be a much bigger deal than the people in cars do (laughs) I mean clearly you're absolutely right that clearly it's not that big of a deal Mm-hmm. Because it happens on television often uh, in a huge race. You see it happen with good old Chick Hicks. You see it happen to Doc Hudson. You see it happen to Cruz Ramirez. It happens all the time, and it's clearly not like illegal. It's clearly not even banned in the sport. Yeah, I mean, again, we went to the Crazy Eights at Thunder Hollow in this <laughs> movie you know like Mm -hmm. it's it's, violence is viewed differently here in a way that i don't think you and i still have a grasp on yeah she threatens to murder lightning mcqueen and people cheer for it and i mean i understand that that could happen in our world where people are just a violent crazy mob uh but typically if it were then aired and the attempt were made, then charges would be pressed. (laughs) Yeah. But I guess not. (laughs) I guess not. Okay, I have another note, which is, why is this sudden with three question marks? And I believe I'm referring to just 
the advent of next generation racers. Oh yeah. Why is it there is one, he does well in a race, there is three in the next race, and then they do well, and all of a sudden everyone's been replaced by next gen racers. Yeah, like why hasn't this just been a thing slowly being incorporated into more and more cars and their training regiments and how they're built? Like since lightning has started, what why is it it flips a switch and oh, now everyone in the sport has been replaced except Lightning McQueen. I think it's to parallel certain things in sports that are like real and weird. Like there's a specific kind of shoe that people are trying to ban from racing because this type of shoe, it's like scientifically a better shoe. So people are able to now run sub two hour marathons because of this shoe. And it's weird because some people can't afford that kind of shoe. So it's blocking off the ability of some people to race as effectively, but also if you can afford it, you want these shoes. Yeah. But I guess my thing is in our world, like I'm sure there were leaps and technology that slowly got us shoes closer and closer to that shoe. You know, it wasn't like we're all walking around and like Chuck Taylor's trying to run 26 miles in those little flat footed suckers. And then all of a sudden we've got this super shoe that you're describing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It just felt weird. <laughs> it just felt weird. It's, it's almost like the, uh, oh shoot. I can never remember what it's called, but it's, the gray matter event where technology starts advancing so fast that it all of a sudden gets to a point where everything just is too advanced and we can't stop it from doing anything anymore. Yeah. It's, it's like that with, Oh, the more population, the more people, the more, all of these things, the faster things will advance in drastic and significant ways. So like, You get a bunch of people together, scientific advances are going to happen faster and faster, and then all of a sudden, it's just one iteration is going to be the next thing. It's like PUBG. Like, you play PUBG, and then it gets really exciting. Oh, this is cool. And then it's, like, not great. And then all of a sudden, Fortnite takes it and runs with it, and now everything is Fortnite. Like, everything is this uh, free-to-play, but you can pay for skins. Everything is... uh, battle royale style game they're just everywhere and it's just okay yeah video games existed before this PUBG existed before fortnite uh but as soon as fortnite did it everyone was like oh this is fantastic let's do this everybody let's just do the same thing yeah i i I guess i get what you're saying in terms of like if they see maybe this was seen as like a fringe way of of training like it hadn't been proven yet you know and clearly there were plenty of that style of car and they were just ready to get in yeah it's like uh the movie moneyball like Mm. so the oakland athletics they weren't the first ones to do it dramatically as it happens in the movie moneyball but Mm -hmm. started using statistics and what are called sabermetrics to plan their team in a radically different way than any any other team in baseball and they found really really incredible success doing that and now everyone does it so they just needed one one competitor to prove it could work and then everyone's clamoring for it so i guess i guess i could see how that would work but Mm -hmm. it's still felt a little sudden yep and it's just we have to assume that there was this building thing in the background that just wasn't approved yet or wasn't like gaining what it needed and Jackson storm was the thing that made it popular. Okay. I can dig that. John, how'd they build the racing center so fast? I had a similar question in mind. Yeah. And my immediate thought was, and it wasn't exactly that I approached it differently in my mind of boy, howdy, this is a lot of money spent on this racer. You're about to retire. (laughs) Yeah. Like just the 95 was just this huge monument. And I was just thinking, okay, this is probably a situation where this building already existed. Mm. And then they just added some like flavor. And those that big 95 is probably something that's designed to be temporary. And all of this is just, 
okay, how can we flavor it to flatter Lightning McQueen? Because obviously we're not going to do this whole building, this everything for one racer because there were already like three racers there. Yeah, I could see Sterling already was invested in racers, you know? Mm -hmm. Like he, he built this place as his own and then got the opportunity to acquire the rights to sponsor Lightning, or I don't exactly know how that works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, and then, I, I maintain that I think Sterling is a genuine, huge Lightning McQueen fan. Mm-hmm. So I think he had all this. I, I think it wasn't designed to be taken down. I think it was like, if you acquired the rights to Michael Jordan, you know, somehow, mm-hmm. like in your training center, You'd put a big shrine to Michael Jordan, the greatest the sport has ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and like, if you've got Mud Flap Training Center, you're going to rename it. Yeah. Rusty's isn't much better, but... Yeah, but hey, it's the brand associated with Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Real like quick. the Looney Tunes Training Academy. Now that, ooh, is, if Bugs Bunny was there, that would be worth it. I, then I could go finally unleash my potential on the court or uh, either of the Michael Jordans. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Real quick. Talking about Rusty's has reminded me of a quick anecdote. So Liz and I did Disney trivia the other night for the first time since the pandemic. And we were going to go with another couple, some friends we have up here, but they uh, could not come with us. And so it was just the two of us versus 30 teams, most of which ranging four to eight people. And of course, we tied for first 99% because of my girlfriend Liz and her encyclopedic knowledge of all things Disney. Mm -hmm. But there was one Cars question. Okay. And out of around 30 teams, only two got it right. So I want to see if you got you got it, John. If you would have got us tied for first, or if if you were there instead of me, you and Liz would have been in second. Mm. Outright. So the question is: Lightning McQueen's sponsor, Rusty's, sells a certain product. What is the three-word name of their product? Lubricated bumper ointment. Oh, John. Medicated bumper ointment. No! No. Medicated, because uh, lubricated's an actual car thing. Medicated is what they say. <laughs> medicated spent sent us into a spiral for a while in our Rusty's episode. Yeah, yeah. I said lubricated because it just felt right. But if it feels right, it's not cars. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that could be our new slogan. Uh, it's the reason so many people have these sorts of questions about the Cars franchise. It's just because feels wrong yeah like as we've said we could do this about any number of movies that have like logic that we don't see but like toy story while if you think about it it's weird it feels correct it feels like they've made an internally consistent world that you don't need to question cars doesn't feel that way (laughs) yeah yeah cars feels like Hey, let's take the real world and then let's just let's just turn it around and let's just chop and screw and do whatever we think will make it funny. Sure. Yeah, man. Man, I was confident and lubricated. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. But I am going to kick you off the podcast. We can finish out, out this episode, but uh send in your applications to the chat at gmail.com for replacing one John Bishop. Well, I do have an heir now, so he could take the throne. Oh, there we go. Uh, he has seen some of Cars 3. Mm-hmm. So, there we go. Okay. <sighs> Cruz says that Lightning has flabby tires, mm-hmm. which I think, I don't know exactly how, but that connects to whatever happened with the overinflated tires earlier in this movie. Or... Or... Oh boy, I got nothing. Um, so like the difference between wheels and tires, uh, if he's got flabby tires and not flabby wheels, that's almost certain she said tires. Yeah. So like I would imagine flappy would just mean that he would need to get new 
tires. It flabby tires to me sounds like your tires are a little underinflated. <laughs> yeah. And like no matter what it means, tires are easily replaced. Or if it's my thing where you're just tire pressure isn't good, just put a little bit more air in there, bud. Mm-hmm. Put in a little bit more air, bud. You know, that would improve a lot of movies if they put in a little more air, bud. I will say, of all the sports that a dog could do really well at in any sort of fashion, I don't think being a race car is one of them. Yeah, I don't. Th- I think like Airbud Pitbull stop. Uh, <laughs> would I don't think it would go over well. <laughs> I am incredibly proud of that name. I came up with that quickly though. Now all you have to do is just call it Airbud Pit Stop with two T's. Yeah, or Pity Stop because some people call pit bulls pitties. Yeah, but that's also pit crew. That's what they're called. They're pitties. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, is there an Airbud? That's just him doing track and field. I don't think so, just because that one would be boring. It would be. <laughs> he doesn't even play with a ball in that. All it is is, hey, a dog can run faster than a person. That's not surprising. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. <laughs> that, yeah, I, I actually, I actually really love the idea of him taking Airbud to the track and field meet and they say like no actually we do have rules in the rule book that say a dog can't do this because it would make sense that a dog would be better at us than this like Mm -hmm. basketball they never expected it football how could he do it but track and field we anticipated this and we We actually actually saw that one coming there actually is a rule that says a dog can't play track and field well actually the rule only says track and then you see the dog doing shot put. <laughs> and they're like, no, absolutely. You're absolutely right. We didn't expect he could do that. And this is fun. So go ahead. Did that dog just pole vault? Okay, we got a movie now. Dog grab big stick. Dog run. Do a good jump. He, I bet he would do a good jump. Airbud's very talented. Mm-hmm. Okay. So these these cars, they have to deal with racism and sexism and that's hard enough to conceptualize because they're just cars yeah i'm gonna ask the question okay are girl cars smaller on average may i don't know because a weird connection that they're making in this movie is that the thing that everyone says is the reason that Cruz can't race is that she's small and this is, I'm going to throw this out there, is going to be rude. There are things that small people aren't as good at. Yeah. Namely, things that require height. Things that are made better by height. Like, there's a reason that people in the NBA are typically very tall. It's because it provides a strong, strict, and obvious advantage. Are there some people that are fairly short? Comparatively? Yeah. But they are very exceptional. And like, sure, a short person doing a sport that is primarily for tall people, like you shouldn't be disallowed. Yeah. But like, you can't conflate that with sexism. Because if you're attaching those two, you're being sexist. Yeah, I just... I don't know what they are implying with Cruz. That's another issue I've always had with this is like on surface level, it does an okay job telling a story about privilege. Mm -hmm. Like again, I will always compliment the line. uh, I never thought I couldn't. Yeah. Like how did you know you could do it? I never thought I couldn't is like a really actually like profound little line about Mm -hmm. the privilege lightning McQueen has over cruise but i don't know what they're implying the privilege is like it might be sexism because we don't see any other female racers in the current day like we have a big sequence with louise barnstormer nash who is like obviously a huge inspiration for cruise but like i don't know i don't know if it's has to do with like econ like if she was born 
like poor or if like she never had the economic means to go through training like lightning maybe did or if it's if it's like a pure car thing if she is saying you have privilege because you were born a race car i am not a literal race car like it's it's just it's muddy Mm -hmm. it's it's muddy and made worse by commentary that they don't say and do imply they imply that it's because she's a woman. They state that it's because she's small. And they imply that it's also because she's poor. Because she's treated poorly by a wealthy person because of her station and all of that. She says that she had to save up all her pennies. Yeah. And her family constantly reminded her that she needed to dream small or not at all. Yeah. like She is a car that can go 200 miles an hour. Yes. <laughs> like, I, 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 again. Even if she's not a race car, she's essentially a race car. <laughs> yes. Again, surface level, I think they do a pretty decent job telling a story about privilege, but like, it's just confusing to think about too much. Yeah. And that makes it a less good story about privilege. <laughs> yeah. If thinking about something uh, makes it worse, then. In a lot of ways, in a lot of mediums, that's a bad thing. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, boy. Well, while we're doing plot notes, I'll go ahead and throw out another one I had. All they had to do was chop off her muffler. Yeah, and then she was she sounded like a race car, and she's like, oh, cool. And then that's... she, like, that's one of the things, is she heard all of the other ones revving their engine. So yeah, just, you have a muffler. Of course you, you can't fart as loud. Why is that intimidating? Uh, I guess that's an implication of, oh, it's a boys club because farting is impressive. And there's also, uh, she had a spoiler added and she was teased about that. But all she had to do to become more of a race car is have their muffler removed and a spoiler added. She's basically a race car. Yeah, I don't know. Also, one thing I want to mention is like in the current cut of the movie, it sure feels like Cruz Ramirez is a bad trainer. <laughs> Yeah. Like, and like, I know what they were going for with the way she was training Lightning. They were going for Lightning was just horrendously injured and is an old man. He needs to work his way up to stuff. But like, they just needed more evidence that that was true. You know, they needed Mm -hmm. like some, like, it would have made it real messy to have a doctor come into this. But maybe a doctor saying, no, Lightning, you need to do some uh, physical therapy, some rehabilitation, or this will just happen again and worse. Mm -hmm. Like, in the current thing, it makes Cruz look like she has no idea what she's doing. Yeah, and I know there's the whole, you have to walk before you can run, but that doesn't mean you have to crawl before you walk. Like, sure, for babies, that is literal, but... For lightning, why did she have him going five miles an hour? Yeah, like... That is a human, like, brisk walk. And, like, I know that we had so many problems with there being a permanent mechanical issue with Dusty Crop Hopper in Blaine's Fire and Rescue, but they just needed some lasting impact of the crash. Mm -hmm. Like, some evidence, like, some wince in him when he tries to go more than five miles an hour or Or, heck the whole you're a fluffy cloud because he was tightening up that could have been his thing yeah it didn't have to be Cruz that needed to relearn her own message it could have simply been oh hey you your problem when you crashed was you started shaking too much because you were too tight and it's because you were frustrated and you were doing that. And now you've got a shake every time you go too fast because you're afraid it's going to happen again. Just have her teach him that. Because yeah. one of the biggest problems with what you're pointing out is that she's not a great trainer. Is that she learns from him like everything. Even yeah. her own lessons. She doesn't teach him. He teaches her. <laughs> we're really going in on Cars 3 this episode. Which, let me tell you, I enjoy <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's why would you have a character who's supposed to be a great trainer and they don't do any great training? Yeah. But on a lighter note, Cinderella's pumpkin carriage is in the background 
of uh, Sterling's office. It's like a trophy, but it's very clearly Cinderella's carriage. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe we could do an episode on that. <laughs> it's a magical carriage. Is that anything? It was made from a living thing in a pumpkin. Maybe. Maybe. We'll get to it. We'll get to it if we got to get all the, the way horses? to fall 2022. <laughs> yep. Horses, though. The horses were mice. So mm-hmm. there's that. And sentient mice. And Cinderella named Gus, Gus, and Jock. All right. What's your next note? My next thing is that the crazy... We, we went, like, really into detail about how the Mad Max cars from the promotional images uh for cars on the road are wild but mm-hmm. then i watched the demolition derby scene in thunder hollow and i was like you know this isn't that different from those images she's got a rotating saw blade <laughs> attached to her mm-hmm. she is a school bus that happily worked with the school district and now professionally maims and maybe kills people yeah, I did want to know, are those cars just unconscious when they get knocked down? Are they unable to get up or move? How do we determine when there are only two people left, like they say? Well, I couldn't say, because if we say it's just that they can't move, then that's weird, because guess what? they She couldn't move, and then she moved again. Yeah. That seems unfair, and it was over 10 seconds. So what's the rule on that? And also, lightning was counted out, even though he was still moving. And he was still upright, importantly. Yep. He did have the whole tire was burst, but like he was still moving. There's a car who's bent at like a 45 degree angle in this. Like, mm-hmm. like what is no longer able to move? What is no longer upright? What is none of this seems consistent with itself? It's just blood sport for the sake of blood sport, which brings me to why did they give the trophy to Cruz? It didn't mean anything. Yeah, I guess it was purely a last one standing situation, but I don't know. She certainly didn't take out any of the other ones. And also lightning was standing. <laughs> yeah, they they did it so they could have lightning break it and then fix it and then it be a, a sentimental object she has. But other than that, I don't know, man. <laughs> Okay, I got nothing for it. Yeah, this is maybe the tiniest thing I've got so far, but there's a character introduced in this one called Natalie Certain, mm-hmm. who is a statistician. Who weirdly gets off on numbers and then gets off on defying numbers. Yeah, yeah. She's weirdly into the whole, that is weird. That shouldn't have happened. Huh. Yeah, but like, I think my thing... That it just bothered me. She said that Jackson Storm had like a 95% chance of winning the race and Lightning had a 1.2% chance. Mm-hmm. And then she said the phrase, numbers don't lie, uh, implying that Jackson would win the race. But like, I don't know, as a statistician, you've just told us there's a chance he'll lose. Yep. Like, we all learned a hard lesson when we were all <laughs> looking at 548.com in 2016 that told us Donald Trump had like a 20% chance of winning and we all thought okay so he won't win that doesn't mean that yeah and even stranger in that sort of situation people believing that he couldn't possibly win is a good good uh, thing for him because it means that people are going to underestimate him and not worry about it so Knowing that someone's not supposed to win makes them more likely to win in certain situations. Not this one. It's a race. Yeah, but I don't know. It, again, tiniest thing in the world just bothered me. Yeah. Uh, weird thing to note. Well, it's I don't know how to sh- phrase this. Would Jackson Storm have won if he hadn't just slowed down and gone to talk to her for no reason? Maybe. If he had not gone to assault her, wouldn't he have won? Like, it seems like she handily caught up to him either way when she was yeah. drifting on him. So it, I would say the implication is she could have caught him even if he was a few more car lengths ahead. Yeah, but what if he had just, like, gone it faster seriously. instead? <laughs> and, like, that's the whole thing. Like, 
she threw him off his game. She threw him off his line. And that was the big way she won. But like, yeah, I think if, I think if Jackson had just done the race normal, he probably would have won, especially yeah. since they made a car switch that there's no way it's legal to do. We litigated this a lot in the first one, so I won't go that far, but there's no way that they only care about the number, not the racer. Yeah, because the implication of that is the exact opposite implication of there are a lot of laps. Yeah, exactly. If you have a lot of laps, it becomes an endurance race. And if it's an endurance race, you can't switch out because then you could just have like 18 people sprint for a mile. Yeah, that would remove the need for pit stops. Mm-hmm. Like a pit stop would just be a like swap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, you can we, just again. have your pit stop done while the other person's already going away. Yeah. Eliminating the need entirely. It could even just be a two-person thing while they mm-hmm. like really fix you up. You eat a sandwich or something. Uh, take take a, a sit and then you get your freshened up you get to go there's that's not a thing it's not a thing all right you just get the two best racers put them on a team and oh look no one will ever win again which is why i wish that lightning had decided she should race from the beginning of the race Mm -hmm. like i don't know but their mixed messaging had to be there of (laughs) hey we do have to point out that there is actually no reason for him to have to retire yeah like we have Even, to point out that, hey, the older guy is still probably the best. Even if he couldn't beat Jackson, which it seemed he couldn't, he was in second place for most of the race. Mm-hmm. He is better than all these other ones. Yeah. Why do we only care if he's better than Jackson? Because I didn't purchase a loser, and everyone knows that the second place is just first loser. Okay, whatever. I've written down... An incredible line, an incredible uh, back and forth that literally confirms a theory we have, John. Are you ready for it? Let's do this. Lightning says, Mater, you're brilliant. Mater replies, well, you know, it's all about the shape of your teeth. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perhaps our least, our, our theory we took least seriously. <laughs> One we threw out there because we couldn't explain why Mater was the way he was, was that, well, he's got weird teeth. Maybe that is a sign or the source of his incredible powers and insight. But yet. Well, Lucas, it's time for a fun fact of the day. I'm ready. Uh, brilliant is a term used by uh, jewelry cutters or uh, gym cutters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but essentially the definition is very bright or radiant, meaning he could be saying that he is brilliant because his teeth have such a shape that they shine more than the others. That is probably the joke, but I'm going to go with the reading that without too much reinterpretation basically confirms a theory we already had. That his power comes from his teeth. Or his teeth. That his teeth are a sign of his power. Yes, one of the two. So that's great. I don't have much more to say about it, but that's good for us. We did it. Mm -hmm. Much like uh, when we found evidence of vampire motorcycles. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. Do you you have something or do you need me to keep going? I just, it's his teeth that make him a demigod, and that's weird. No, I, I understand, man. I don't disagree. We said it because it was weird. Mm-hmm. We said it because it was dumb. Yep, and apparently it wasn't dumb enough. Sorry. All right, you go, well, go ahead with your next note. Okay. Uh, my only other thing before I get to a few random details from the credits uh, I don't remember the context of this. Oh, yeah. It's when Cruz goes way too hard against Lightning with the smack talk and tells him he's she's going to put his arthritis-ridden keister into a home. Which, one, they had the correct reaction to her saying that. Mm-hmm. That's a messed up thing to say. Uh, the dude's maybe mid to late 40s. Um, 
carthritis. Yeah, that's that's what I wanted to focus on. Carthritis. Good connection, John. Why he have carthritis? What is carthritis? Cars okay. don't have joints. They do have places where metal comes together. Okay. And that's where car is weak, where metal come together. I don't know what I'm talking about, so stop me when I'm wrong. All right, so uh, sometimes where car come together is strongest point? Shoot. Okay. Uh, rust on joint where it has to spin and or turn would be like arthritis? I think it would be more like inflammation and a lack of lubricant, which she does point out he already has in a very weird way. Okay. This is going to get oil to places it hasn't been in years. If your car needs oil somewhere and it doesn't have it, do not run that vehicle. It will not last years. Oil is very necessary for cars. Mm -hmm. I know very little, but I know that. Yeah, if you don't get your fluids checked and uh, you don't have enough fluids, your car will essentially explode. Not like in a brilliant fashion. It's just going to kind of like heat up and warp in such a way that it will stop running very quickly. And you don't want that, especially if you're a race car. Very true. All right. Rest is credit stuff, which is always fun. I know you had a thing that caught you in the credits. You want to start off with that? All right. So I was watching these credits and then all of a sudden I see the same uh, skin image uh, where, you know, lightning gets his reskin and it's this nice techie thing and uh it's mater instead and it looks like the most body horror thing ever it looks so uncomfortable it's just this it's mater with skin being draped over him and he's clearly uncomfortable and the doctors are uncomfortable and the skin doesn't look like it fits and everything is just if you imagine what this actually is, it's terrible. Because it's doctors doing a Frankenstein and putting skin on this man, and he hates it, and everyone hates it, and it's just skin draped over a body. Yeah, at least the doctors don't seem like they've done this on purpose. They also seem concerned in the image, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like Mater has just driven in here when he shouldn't, and everyone's going, oh god, oh god, what do we do, oh god. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry that that apparently happened to Mater. <laughs> yeah, but also it seems like a situation he got himself into. So what do we do with that? What, what do we, do, do, we man? do with it, John? Okay, I'm going to read several little pun gags that they had in the credits. Two products that I think are worth mentioning. The first being Carbucha fermented oils. Okay. Now, I don't know how you would ferment an oil, because fermentation is controlled rotting. Mm-hmm. But they figured it out somehow. Okay, 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 okay. And the second was an advertisement for vinyl toupees, which I think we can say that Rusty and or Dusty Rusties has one of those. See, I don't know it's... I don't know if it's a vinyl toupee, though. It looks more just like a moldy top does kind of look like a moldy top, and I do hate that. But maybe it's the other thing. Maybe it's the other thing. But you'd figure if he just got that huge deal that he'd be able to afford a better one. Yeah, I mean, if I remember right, they were two fairly humble guys who liked living below their means, from what Mm -hmm. I remember from our autobiography. So it checks out. Yeah, but also fairly humble guy. Why wouldn't you just, you know, not wear a toupee? Yeah. I I understand the societal pressure and the fear that comes with hair loss. (laughs) Okay, last thing I want to talk about, and I know this is another big point we talk about with Cars 3, is the lack of a connection to Cars Mm -hmm. 2. The lack of an acknowledgement of (laughs) Cars 2. (laughs) Which is why we are going... uh, It's time for... How do I do this? Wiki quote of the day. Give me that stumble through and make it and stick the landing of the day. Yeah, I started to do this part, which is today we're going over to worldofcarsdriving.fandom.com 
slash wiki slash cars underscore three. And we're scrolling all the way down to the section references to cars two. Now I saw this and I thought, oh, fantastic. This will be like, this will show us that maybe we're a bit wrong about this. But no, <laughs> it's mostly things like, at the beginning of the film, Mater says, Go McQueen! Woohoo! The same line he used at the end of the second film during the Radiator Springs Grand Prix. And, while on the simulator, Lightning makes the same scream from when Mater's parachute is deployed while they are traveling to Buckingham Palace. So, oh. from this, the biggest like acknowledgement that Cars 2 happened, the only evidence that Cars 2 happened outside of Doc dying, which I don't even count as a plot point for Cars 2, because it's acknowledged in one line and happened in between Cars and Cars 2. And the plot point is really mostly focused on the next movie. Yes, absolutely. But the only evidence that Cars 2 happened that I can find here is Lightning McQueen retains his real headlights, which were installed for the World Grand Prix in the previous film. And... He does. But That's true. That's the only evidence Cars 2 happened. That is the only impact Cars 2 has on this movie. Because, like, they don't explain why he has headlights now in Cars 3. They just let it be. So, See, yeah. I would have assumed it's because of the pressure that his girlfriend's been putting on him by insulting him, by giving him a nickname in reference to his lack of headlights. Yeah, that could be it. If but you're no. a somewhat vain person who uh, has a girlfriend that constantly reminds you of a thing that you could have uh, altered about yourself that she has a normal standard for, then yeah, maybe you're going to feel the pressure to just do that. Yeah. Yeah. But no, as because Cars 2. So there you go. There is some connection reference to Cars 2, but man, they don't like Cars 2. <laughs> They do not want to acknowledge it. It was as part of the trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> Just something more. Whatever. Now's the part where we give our final thoughts, I guess. All and right. you make make us rate it? Is that a thing or is that mm -hmm. only in origin stories? I don't know anymore. We don't need to rate it say. again. That's fair. Yeah. Again, I think on this rewatch, I was much more critical of it. And I don't really know why. But I think it fell a little bit for me. I think it was probably a little bit ahead of Cars for my favorite of like all of the Cars stuff. And now it's my second favorite behind Cars. Okay. I think I like it better than Cars, but meh. And also <laughs> I haven't watched Cars with my boy, so maybe that'll change things. Oh, you know, they say that changes everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they say it does. Well... Thank you all for listening so much. We sure had a ton of fun doing it, and I hope you had a ton of fun listening to it. <laughs> We're going to continue re-watching things, uh, sort of like how we have been 100 episodes after the original. So the next one we're doing should be episode 115, where we will go back and watch Planes again. I Bella feel the same. Like that. Bella, let me tell you, I feel similarly. <laughs> but so just we're giving you a real early warning if you want to also rewatch it. You don't have to. It's very bad, but just so you know. But in the meantime, we got to do some episodes in between that and after that and stuff. So if you have ideas for those, please send us those at our email, which is thechat at gmail.com. Also remember to send in applications to replace John. I wasn't kidding. Uh, and you can also tweet at us and give us a quick follow on our Twitter, which is at thechat. All that's one word, no hyphen. Now it's John's turn. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, tell anyone and everyone you think might be the least bit interested in this kooky, quirky, strange little podcast. Also, rate and review, because those things might actually help. And until next time, remember to float like a Cadillac. And sting like a beamer. <laughs> <laughs>